Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 12. Here's Pastor Ryan. Now, I wanted to, I got a lot to say about giving today. And the reason being is because Paul says here, he who gives with liberality. That means um, not, uh, not skimp, skimpily. I had to say it. Not skimpily, but liberally. At our church, you know, we don't hit people up for money. We believe at Calvary Chapel where God guides, he provides, right? Where God guides, he provides. But we deal with it when we hit it in Scripture. So Scripture's talking about giving here liberally, so here's my opening. For the last three months, tithings have been so down that it's unbelievable. So I wanted to say something last month, but by faith, it wasn't in our study. And I'm not going to manipulate anybody, but when we hid it in the word, here it comes. God has blessed our church so amazingly. We started with one person, and this is a church plant that started with one person, my wife and I in a home Bible study at my house. And look at what God has done. The services are so packed. That's why we got the asphalt out there, because there wasn't enough parking. We went to two services because it's so packed. First service is looking incredible. Wednesday nights are, are you kidding me? Wednesday nights look great. So I have faith. God has always taken care of us. I have no doubt. And I know that there's a recession. But the Lord spoke to my heart, you know. And and again, I believe that people are using the recession as an excuse to not give. I get it. Gas is up. Food is up. Everything's up. This administration is destroying our country. You want to destroy a country? Make the dollar worthless. You want to destroy a country? Don't let us use our own natural energy resources. I mean, they're destroying our country. I get it. But biblically, that's not an exit out for us not to give. Ever. Because God tests the hearts. Right? God tests the hearts whether or not we're going to obey Him when times are good and when times are bad. Oh, you have faith when, when, when times are good. When the economy's good, then you'll honor my word. When the economy's bad, you won't. You see, God is wealthy. I don't, I don't even have a word for how rich he is. There's no term in the Hebrew. There's no term in the Greek. Wealthy, God beyond that. So the God doesn't want our money. Then why, why do we tithe and why do we offer? He doesn't need money at all. Why? Because he wants his children to be people of faith. And he knows how much of, how much money has a tug on people's hearts. Money is how you buy the things you need, buy the things you want. It's how we deal with everything in society has to do with money. But he's watching us. The, the woman with the two, the widow with the two mites, he watched her in Mark 12 and in Luke 21. He watched how she gave. She gave out of her poverty. Was there a recession at the time? Her whole life was a recession. 
She was broke, but she gave and didn't make an excuse for being broke. She gave. But I get it. But it's a challenge. God's looking down and he's, and he, and he's like he watched the, the people putting in the tithes there at the temple. He's watching. He knows it's hard. Are we going to budget, change our budget, and continue honoring him? To some people, they've gone so far in ignoring this fact of tithe that it's not even an issue. They do their budget, done, without even a thought. Again, another month I didn't even give to the Lord. He took a kid from El Monte, broke, parents who didn't get, care about him, broke. In debt. And he taught, I was 24, 25, and he taught me to give to him or I will never get out of my debt, ever. And you know what? I did. I started honoring him with the little money I had, the tithe. I gave him my tithe. And what happened? I ended up, I ended up taking these interviews and, you know, not knowing what it, how to do the job. It didn't matter because when God's in it, He'll train you and get you the job and the open doors. Man, I rose to the ranks in Caltrans. I worked for 19 and a half years there. And I was bivocational at Hammerling, at the other school, Susan B. Coombs. And I tithed because he taught me how to tithe. And it was hard at first, but you know what? It's my reasonable service to him. God does not demand unreasonable things from us. I remember... Rory saying, imagine if he asked for 90% of your income. But he doesn't, does he? Because it's reasonable. It's 10%. It's 10. The Corinthian church, Paul had spoke to them. Uh, the, the church in Jerusalem was in financial straits. So Paul and Titus, they, they collected money from the churches. And the Corinthian church said, we're down. Count us. We're down. We're going to send some money. And then they didn't. So he wrote, he writes to them because the churches in Macedonian, they were poor and they gave liberally. And he says in 2 Corinthians 8, 8, I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. He said to them, look, your sincerity towards the Lord I'm questioning that by the diligence of others. And I thank God for you brothers and sisters that give faithfully to the Lord as he commands you. But God's watching. We all say we love God, but we need to put our money where our mouth is. The world even can see the realness in that. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. You know, it's like, it's an issue of faith. We're a people of faith. The reality of what's going on in the world is irrelevant to our faith in the Lord. Our faith in the Lord is our reality. Though times seem bad and are bad, our faith rises above it. He'll show you how to budget. He'll show you where to cut. You know, I, I went to my ta uh, taco spot in Pomona. I paid 17 bucks for my tacos, man, and my drink, and it used to be like 10 bucks. I get it. So what do I do? Not tithe no more. Oh, no, not I went to the gas pump and it was like $60 more. Some people are quick to say, you know what I'm going through, Lord? I'm sorry. That's how sad and how weak the faith is. It's about faith. He's wealthy. He doesn't need our money. He's checking our faith. God doesn't tempt us, but he tests our faith. 
So we're going to preach the gospel to people. How's that going to work? Hey, non-believer, Jesus loves you. Put your faith in him. He'll forgive you for all your sins. You can trust him. His promises are sure. Put your trust in Jesus and you shall be saved. Call out upon his name. You can trust him. What if he turned around and say, and said, but do you trust him enough to tithe? That's, that's from the Holy Spirit. It's too good to come from me. How can we preach to others to believe on Christ? And then Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 13 through 15, For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, and their abundance may also supply your lack, and where and there may be equality it is, as it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over and he who gathered little had no lack. And so Paul is saying, I don't want some to be eased and you burdened. God's not saying, you know what? I want a few people to tithe, but you're excluded. The rest of your... No, it's inequality. There's so many people at our church that our tithes should be double that this place should be renovated with the extra funds that come in. We're helping the poor. My goodness, I want to help more. But Jerusalem has to be strong. I know churches, they send everything to missions and their Jerusalem is so weak. No, you cannot help anybody from a place of weakness. Jerusalem has to be taken care of so that we can spread the gospel everywhere. But we have to be secure. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Give me an amen once you're there. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to you, to others, yet doubtless I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. You see how Paul is, is acting with ownership towards the church at Corinth? He's saying, you are my work in the Lord. You are the proof of my apostleship. I can say the same thing. God used me to, for this work and my wife, by His grace, to start something out of nothing. It's a miracle of Jesus Christ. But in a sense, He's called me to be your pastor if this is indeed your church. So I have a right to tell you these things. It is the church's function. This is another reason why God, who doesn't need our money, wants all of us to contribute so that you can take care of the ministers that take care of you. Pastor David is dealing with migrants because he's still working. He's bivocational. I was bivocational for 10 years. There's enough of us that there should be three to four people on staff here. And you might wonder, well, why isn't Pastor Ryan camped out here with office hours, just sitting in his desk, waiting for somebody to come knock on the door? Because of accountability reasons. Because anybody can, can make an accusation against me if I'm by myself. I need, we need more people to be here with me for accountability. Does that make sense? But there's enough of us where we should be sending missionaries. We should be getting down and busy. But, you know, Biden tells us, you know, 
buy the mess things up. And so we listen to the meat. No, none of that matters. That's of this world. God is testing the hearts. I was reading out, I was reading Proverbs 30 the other day. And it says that four things in the world are not satisfied. It talks about water upon the earth, fire, and these things that are never satisfied. But it begins by saying the leech has two daughters, give and give. Christ's characteristic is that he's a giver. He made himself poor for us. How can we as Christians say, it's not for me to tithe, God understands me. We, we have to have the characteristic of giving as well. All of us. Our God is a giver. How can we not give? Verse 3, my defense to those who examine me is this. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of our Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have to have no right to refrain from working? Look what he said. Do I have no right to not work? Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as a mere man, or does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Paul is saying, am I saying this as a mere man? In other words, are you receiving this from a dude? Or do you believe that God is speaking through the Apostle Paul? And there's some who have not crossed that bridge, man. You think, you know what? I'm here. I'm entertained by this crazy big Hawaiian Mexican Arab dude. And you haven't, you haven't crossed the bridge of maybe God speaks through that donkey. But my goodness, if God speaks through this donkey, you better take heed. You better take heed. He changed my whole life. I had nothing. I, I, I could even, I, I, guys, I have a, you know, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm modest. Bet you my house is cheaper than some of yours who owns a house. Mine was $280,000. It's cheap, and it's a mansion and a pool. I'm blessed. So I'm modest. This isn't about making the pastor rich. This is about taking care of your church as God is watching to see if you, you will or not. If it's going to be one month, yes, but the other month, no. One month. And, and, and the, the counseling sessions, you wonder why he's not answering prayer. Why? Maybe it's because of that. We want Pastor David to go full time. The board wants Clarissa to be here because look at all the women that are here. Our church needs a pastor's wife who is available. Her phone blows up and she's heading to work and her phone's blowing up. Everyone wants to kick back with her. It's like pray that, that, that people honor the Lord because it's our reasonable sacrifice and people are being unreasonable and he cares about our faith. Yeah, they got, we used our savings for two months to pay the mortgage. It's that low. So the savings is gone. I'm not tripping and I'm not worried. 
I'm just sharing with you the status. So what happens if the savings ain't there to pay the mortgage? We're going to pay the mortgage. And God will either use our church to do what they have to do, what he calls them to do, what they get to do, or he'll bring in new people who believe that God has given them everything and God's not looking for charity. It's not our money to begin with. That's the crazy thing. You see, a non-believer thinks that he or she has what they have because of their good looks or their IQ or their ingenuity or their diligence. They would not be able to breathe if it wasn't for the Lord. So everything we have belongs to the Lord. All he's saying is, can I get a, a tenth of that so that we can take care of my house? And it's crazy how many people say, nah, I just, nah. Get mad at them. Don't get mad at me. This is his word. Oh, my spouse don't believe in it. Well, you love your spouse more than Christ? You love your spouse more than He said it. I didn't. If you love mother, father, son, daughter more than me, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's his money to begin with. I don't take someone else's money and then try to decide what I'm going to do with somebody else's money. And that's another thing, the controlling issue. When it comes to tithes and offerings, right? This is my tithe. And uh, I think I'm going to send it to Uganda. Hey, listen, God bless Uganda or anywhere else. God's not asking us what, what he should do with the tithe. He says, bring it into my house. Read Malachi. In fact, turn with me uh, to Haggai. Oh, well, let, let me finish. Let me finish first. Is it the oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt this is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. Of, of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more, Paul said? So you get what he's saying, right? He said, if, I, if we take care of you spiritually, then it's the church's job to take care of the ministers. That's, that's one of the reasons for tithing. But it is checking the faith. Go with me to Haggai, chapter 1. Don't worry, you can't leave. The doors are locked. Verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat but do not have, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but not one is warm. And he who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? 
says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a drought on the land and the mountains, and on the grain, and on the new wine, and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock, and on all the labor of your hands. Isn't that heavy? That God controls the literal weather and says, I am withholding rain. I, you're not going to financially succeed. You're not going to financially be taken care of because you're not taking care of my house. He doesn't need their money. He wants their faithfulness. Does that make sense? I mean, think about it. If it's like, oh, well, I'm different. You know how poor I am. Well, the woman, the widow with two mites burns that. Unfortunately, she existed. And unfortunately, God saw how she gave. And he used her as an example of don't make excuses. But let's follow that through. Let's say, you know what? I believe I'm the one that's excluded. What if everyone believed what I believe, that we're all, ex- that you're all excluded too? What happens to this place the next month? It's gone. Bank takes it back. You see how serious this is? I mean, nothing is, you know, it's not unreasonable. It is our reasonable service. It says a lot about our faith. And when we preach to others to believe in Christ, we need to be those who truly believe in Christ ourselves. We'll see more happen. We're a people of faith. In Hebrews 11 Verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, there's a reality of the way things are in the world, and then there's our reality. There's two realities. The world says there's a recession. Our reality is we're a people of faith. And people of faith don't react because of that. We react to His Word. We trust Him. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder to those who seek Him diligently. And we all know what the Lord says. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. There's just no escaping them. There just isn't. That's what finally got me to, to tithe when I was, I was a young man. Car kept breaking down every two minutes. Like, what's going on? What is going on? I'm cursed with the curse. Like it says in Malachi. Read Malachi. He goes, you've robbed God, Ryan. You think you still belong to you, and you think you're doing me a favor. And then I started tithing, and guess what stopped breaking down? You know, so the way I do my budget is I just say tithe at the top, number one. Don't think about it. Don't pray about it. Just give it to him. It's his. And then do the rest. And you know what? We, we, we just have to budget in different ways. But God will provide. He'll blow your mind. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. We pray your blessing upon our church, Lord. It is your bride. 
I have confidence in you in all my brothers and sisters, and I pray that you would minister to their hearts, to their lives, and that we all would give. Not because you need our money, but because you want our heart. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to give their life to Jesus Christ this morning, you know you've sinned against him, and you want to repent and ask him into your heart so that he can forgive you of your sins. Is there anybody who needs to do that? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that we can uh, lead you in a prayer to invite him into your heart. Is there anybody here who needs to do that? Amen. Father, we thank you and we pray your blessing upon this communion. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't